Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I'm joined by my good buddies, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and the one and only Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. Boys, it's so good to be back with y'all. It feels like such a long time since we have been together. Uh, we have an awesome review tonight to review uh, a fun discussion over the Suicide Squad Excited about that, um, but, but but before we get into all that, how you guys doing? How we how we been? Yeah, great, man. Uh, I was on vacation. Uh, just got back. A couple, uh, Where'd you go? Where'd I go? I went to go visit some family in Texas. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so that was, yeah, that was a good time. Uh, enjoyed it. Uh, came back to work. It's been chaotic ever since ever since then. So mm-hmm. it's like a, you rest, relax, come back to mayhem, yeah. and get all stressed again. How about now, that? Right? Now I do have a question. Welcome to life. I've yeah. never been to Texas. Yeah, is everything truly bigger? <laughs> Uh, no, not at no, all. not at all. And then uh, we just lost all Texas listeners. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's yeah, nothing, I've never yeah. been to Texas. It's hot. It was like 105 most that days. Sounds miserable. Yeah. But there's no humidity, so I can actually deal with it. Yeah, I'm trying to. I don't. I just don't understand how that works, though. I mean, I understand what humidity is, obviously. So I'm trying to imagine something being really hot, but not, not having humid. Hum- yeah, yeah. yeah. Just here in the South, you just don't. Right, Ooh, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's it's next level for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, I'm good. Great. Yeah. No worries. That's great. So, uh, yeah, like I said, we've got an awesome review tonight. We're going to be talking about the Suicide Squad. want to encourage our listeners to scroll down on the show notes if you want to see our timestamps for the episode and see when we're talking about various news topics or even just if you want to, you know, scroll, not scroll, uh, fast forward to later in the pod to listen just to the Suicide Squad review. We don't blame you at all, so take advantage of that. Uh, Big shout-out to all of our listeners for tuning in every week and for spreading the word on the podcast, uh, for subscribing to the podcast, for leaving reviews on the podcast. All of those things help us so much. We really appreciate you. I want to ask that you would continue to help us in those ways. Uh, boys, let's talk about some news, huh, before we get into our review yeah, today. quite a bit. So we actually released a podcast last week, uh, a day or two after the bombshell news that Scarlett Johansson was suing Disney. Yep. Um, but we we recorded that podcast before that news came out and then just kind of delayed uh, when we released it. So we, we actually haven't discussed it yet on the podcast. I figured it's pretty important. Um, Scarlett Johansson has sued Disney because why exactly? What is the exact, um, you know, grievance she has? I mean, the basic idea is uh, originally she was planning on getting paid through the Black Widow movie by um, box office revenue. Was kind of like a, most a, a, a large part of yeah. Like it is a pretty um, common tactic for especially higher named actors um, to. Instead of taking a, a set amount, uh, them taking a percentage of whatever the box office is, um, where and so she had agreed to that. And when um, Disney decided to also uh, take out Black Widow in the in Disney Plus, well, she wasn't getting anything really off of that, and it was costing her a lot of money. And the number that I heard was something like fifty five million dollars. Um, which is an en- enormous amount of money to be just like, hey, you- you're out of luck. 
you know. Um, so basically, that that is the projected losses that she would have gotten for from the fact that they released it in both Disney Plus and in theaters. Hmm. Yeah, and the way I look at this, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and pull on a model real quick and do, and do a little illustration. Uh, the way the way I look mm. at this is, uh, this is the the typical. Uh, are you gonna side with the owners? Or are you gonna side with the players in any sports here? Okay, and I know where I'm siding. Yeah, in. and for me, like honestly, I'm siding with the players here. Like yeah. Scarlett Johansson, like uh, she's she did her part. She she negotiated the contract the way it is, right? But the streaming is new, and so like yeah. you don't really know what to expect from that. Uh, and Disney kind of really screwed her over because the uh, the making of the movie was anticipated box office streaming wasn't didn't exist then mm-hmm. like it wasn't that wasn't a part of the plan and then no. all of a sudden it became part of the plan without restructuring or anything like that so I mean I'm siding with I'm siding yeah. with her on this one yeah yeah I'm always a proponent of standing by the players in, in quote unquote in these situations because uh, the owners always have a way to make more money. Exactly. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that in her original contract, there probably wasn't anything about uh, making up for money lost to Disney Disney Plus Premier Access. Exactly. Yeah. That wasn't even a thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Did Disney Plus, when did Disney Plus actually come out? 2019. Yes. Was it 2019? Yeah, November. Okay. November. It was November 2019. 2019. Yes, okay, okay. Yep. it was. Yeah, because... Uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. Yep. Um, so, so they would have already, maybe not filmed, although probably filmed. No, yeah, they were, they, no, they, were they were probably in the rapid, middle of filling, like yeah. somewhere in that point, because it yeah. came out, it was supposed, it was supposed to come out in May. Right. Yeah. Uh, but so they were close to wrapping. Yeah. They, they, they were probably pretty close to wrapping yep. or towards yep. the end of filming. So the idea of that realm existing was not even like a, a, a thought at that moment. And dude, here's the thing. Like you might say, oh, Scarlett Johansson shouldn't be complaining for her money. Dude, that's not how contracts work. No. And this is, you know, I'm going to play the card here. This is an equality thing, too. It's like she's a female lead. This is a female-led movie. Yeah. And she's not getting the kind of pay that all of the prior movies, with the exception yeah. of Captain Marvel, that were dominated by males. Right, exactly. That's a big wow. deal, that's man. That's huge, man. It's a big deal. Yeah. So I don't blame her for going after it at all. I mean, I have criticized on this podcast the idea of putting – Movies like Black Widow and everything that HBO Max does, which I, is stupid still, even though I took advantage of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm not yeah. giving DC my money. You know why? Because they're giving the movie to me for not free, but it's on HBO Max. Yeah. Like, that's their fault. They shouldn't do that. I think, <laughs> I think these movies, companies should not move away from the theaters yet. And... Disney might pay the price for it, man. I don't know what kind of price they're going to pay, but yeah, I just think it's. I think right now there's just a real ugly relationship between studios they need a and theaters. Right, they now. need a settlement, and they need to do a settlement before it gets even uglier. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, man. And it's it's most likely going to cost uh, in long long run. It's going to cost Disney nothing, pennies. It really will because of the which is why the, they should just give in. Exactly, give in right away yeah. and be done with this. And stop getting this. My kind fear of, is like, what if like. Something awful happened, and Feige somehow got involved, and he was sided with Johan. He already has. He did. He, he's already come he's out and Scarlet. said, like, you know, yeah, he he does not like the way that this has played out, uh, and then he's, you know, he's backing Scarlet in this arena. I think that's even the bigger thing because Ooh. although Scarlet Johansson is a very big star for the MCU. She's technically, I mean, she's, she's done. Yeah, like, she's I mean, done. yeah, there's no more. Like, like, there's no she, more. But Feige is the architect. Yes. So, like, if he, if he's unhappy with this, then, I mean, 
is he is something going to happen here where there's a power struggle and it's not going to be as copacetic his his relationship with Disney with Man. with with Marvel that dude, could be a huge this, issue. This guy's like Midas now, dude. Anything he touches, it turns to gold. Well, they're not yeah. they're not about to to get rid of that yeah. goose, man. Hey, well, man, pride will make you do stupid things. Justin. Tr- it is true. Yeah. Yeah, well, and the big, and another big thing here is just think about the idea of well. It's going to be tougher for them to negotiate with actors now because these actors are going to be like, hey, like this is, they're going to be more wary about signing on because they've already seen, well, you're willing to leave one of your actors out to dry. Yeah. Um, You know. But prior to this whole entire thing, he said, we're going to only get actors who want to actually be here. Yeah. That's why we're not doing the multi movie deals. Like, you want to be here, you want to be here. So that means yep. now that's a part of it. The streaming service is a potential yep. uh, part of it, and you either got to be on board with it or, or jump off. I mean, but the biggest thing here is, you know, okay, so you, you're you, – I, I mean, I agree. We want actors who want to be here, but, I mean, in my mind, you'd be stupid to leave that money on the table. Like, if you are – like, if this is how they're going to deal, then – So get a better it, agent. Get a better agent. Like, that's, I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right? I mean, that's. I mean, that that sounds like owner talk right there. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> ding. All okay. right. Well, this podcast, I think, Shimada, you with Scarlet as well. Yes. Okay. We're all with Scarlet. I think she deserves her money. Um, Disney deserves to fork over uh, some more cash to make up for their dumb decision to put it on Premier Access. That's their decision. Right. Uh, so they should fix that, and uh, let's move on. We got some more Marvel news. What if the streaming service on Disney+, Plus, the animated streaming service, premieres uh, this upcoming week on Wednesday, and Disney actually announced the first three episodes. Um, the first three episodes, uh, and kind of like their, uh, not their, no, maybe their actual titles, yeah, but pretty much the summary of the description of those episodes. So episode one is going to be, about Captain Carter. So what if Agent Carter actually took the Captain, I guess, Captain Super, Super, Super Soldier, Soldier Serum. Serum. Yep. There we go. Yeah, not the Captain America Serum. Um, that's what it, we got from yeah, it. But. All right, and then episode two is going to be what if T'Challa was um, <laughs> taken <laughs> by Yondu to be Star and grew up to be Star-Lord. Yeah. That's crazy, <laughs> crazy concept. And then episode three will be, I think it's called Loki on Earth. So I believe that's probably like what if Loki won the battle in New York yeah. is probably what I'm guessing. Yeah. So yeah, first three episodes, guys, we know what they're going to be about. Yeah, and in uh, the way the first three episodes are, are laid out, I mean, one of the bright spots of Captain America was the uh, Haley Atwell and yes. Peggy Carter. So yeah, why not reintroduce her to the fan base? And then T'Challa, I mean, Chadwick Boseman, come on. Yep. Yeah, right? it's going to be his last performance, yeah, Exactly, too. voice acting. But I believe he's on a few more episodes. It's not just yeah. his only episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he has okay. three three total episodes, three to four, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, Loki. <laughs> Fans love Loki, We're right? get more uh, of them. Yeah. Is it variant variant Loki. Loki. Check, check yeah. out our Loki reviews. Another, uh, another, uh, another variant Loki to yeah. talk about, there boys. There you go, exactly. Although, it would be kind of interesting to also see, like, in the what if, like, um, for Loki, if they deal with kind of the fun and games type of stuff that they do, because it seems like Asgardians basically use Midgard as a like as like a sandbox, um, you know, just to kind of just go there and do dumb stuff. Like we saw it in the Loki series with him being DB Cooper, and then he basically did that on a bet. Um, 
you know, so I, it would be interesting to just see if that was something they decided to d- dive yeah. into of all like the mischief they got into before like Midgard became it's like, more connected to Asgard. It's like on Asgard, if you come last in your fantasy football league, you yeah, you got to like streak across Earth or something yeah. like that, like that kind of idea. <laughs> That's great, man. Awesome. Um, so yeah, what if uh, we will be doing episode breakdowns starting next week? So come on back for that. We know the first three episodes. Um, there is a good, and there's a couple others we know about, but there there are definitely multiples that we we'd have no idea what they're going to be about. So yeah. Cannot wait for that. Um, some more Marvel news, not necessarily MCU, but maybe, kind of? <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. We're still yet to see. But uh, the new Venom movie, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, uh, which comes out, when the heck does this come out? This year, right? Was it October? It's this year, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the exact date. I feel like it's like September, October, somewhere in there. Yeah. Probably not September, since that's Shang-Chi. Yeah, probably um, not. But yeah. I think it's this year. So um, we got another trailer. This is trailer number two. Yes, it is. And it um, gave a lot more. It showed, um, I don't know, it might have shown a little too much, to be honest with you, which uh, yeah. falls right into Sony's uh, uh, stereotype. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, yeah. Have, uh, the common flaw. Yeah, they give away way too much. So you get a lot of Woody Harrelson's carnage in this one. You get yeah. to see what he looks like, uh, full form, uh, like, yeah, you kind of see his, you know, for lack of a better term, mutation. I don't know. Right, exactly. Yeah, his yeah. Uh, appearance, just like the the, the debut, yeah. really. Um, but I liked what I saw. <laughs> Carnage yeah. looked awesome. Uh, it looked very, very comic accurate. I would say. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, I enjoyed the the laughs I got from the trailer. I mean, I really don't wouldn't didn't think I would Venom should have that kind of. Uh, storyline of like comedic, right? Yeah. But uh, I enjoyed it actually. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed a lot of the action and some of the comedy and stuff like that. Uh, and I liked the look of Carnage, but I don't know. The story seems a little com- convoluted, maybe a little off at the moment. So we'll see about Already? that. So also yeah. sticking with another Sony. Uh, yeah. Stereotype. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. a very Sony stereotype. <laughs> and number two, I did not like seeing Carnage beat up the bodega owner. That was Aww. not something that I wanted to see, <laughs> but that's a side note. Um, but yeah, um, the, the I mean, the CGI looked really good, it did, and yeah, it, it looked did. solid, um, which was, of course, I, I think that was one of the biggest triumphs of the first Venom, was that Venom looked amazing. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So that was really good. Um, so we'll just have to see if they, I mean... The storyline of the first Venom was a little wonky on its own right, but right. we'll see what comes up with this uh, second iteration. Yeah, I just I just hope maybe we get some sort of like variance or some sort of play into this could potentially link to the MCU. I don't yeah. know. I I just have hopes now with potential Doctor Strange, multiverse, yeah. all this yeah. kind of stuff. So it it could, right? Um, I mean, theoretically, yes. But like, they're still separate entities of yeah, Sony. Yeah, my thing and is Marvel. the fact that the movie. Do we know? Okay, we need to find out when it comes out because I feel like it comes out this year, which means it's probably coming. It does. Out. Okay, it's so it's coming before No Way Home. It comes yeah. out before No Way Home, mm-hmm. so it's like its hands are kind of tied, in my opinion. Like they can't reveal too much. Yeah. Before No Way Home, if No Way Home is potentially going to be the big moment where universes cross over, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you, I mean, you are right. Like September twenty fourth. September twenty fourth. Um, I mean, unless somehow like Shane Chi kind of opens that door a little bit or something like that, I, I do agree with you that I don't think that Marvel would allow Sony to be like the one that 
you know, yeah. what's that out? You not know? even in, not even in a post credit. Maybe a post credit. Like but maybe just seeing a portal open and it's like Doctor Strange or something. Or I <laughs> that see. Would be nuts. <laughs> no, I think that's way too much. I, too, okay, well, not actually see Doctor Strange, but maybe the the the, the ring. So we saw sling ring. we saw Michael Keaton's um, Vulture in um, the Mobius trailer, yes, right? Correct. Which comes out after No Way Home next it's, year. I thought, yeah, yeah, it's, next March, year. it's February, February, I believe. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's like clearly there's a crossover. Yes, yeah. So it's like that's not surprising to me, but that one comes after. So I just feel like, yeah, maybe we'll get a post credit something. But okay. I, okay, so I'd be okay with either one of the first two Spider-Mans showing up at some point. It, oh my gosh! In it. In Venom? That would be. I'd be okay with that in Venom, and or even a we portal. Need a that, Spider-Man in this yes. movie. There has to be at least one. Yeah. Like, come I, on! I, I, I'm gonna say, but, but not. for me, it has to either be Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, in the sense that I don't feel like it can make that full jump into the MCU because I don't think the MCU wants that quite yet. But like opening that door to the possibility of like seeing a Tobey Maguire or an Andrew Garfield, would, I, I'd be okay with that. Okay, here's how it works. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, is actually an X Men movie, but n- but they haven't announced it. It's 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 <laughs> oh they're, no they're hiding. Yeah. <laughs> T-Rose in can. denial. He's yeah. in denial. Stop why you can, man. It, it turns out just every single movie that comes out is an X Men movie. Okay, it's gonna be an X Men. All right, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. It's actually an X Men movie. Yeah. But we just, you know, they haven't told us. The, the Suicide <laughs> Squad, I mean, they literally call them Task Force X. Dude, there's literally, it's <laughs> right, literally exactly. an X-Men movie. Watch it. All right. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Woo. Yawning on the pod. That's, that's good podcasting right there. Yeah. Uh, one yeah, more. Yeah, I love it. One more news topic. One more news topic. Uh, another DC product, boys. Yeah. Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle movie coming to HBO Max. Yep. Okay, so uh, it's a movie. It is a movie, yes, right. movie, and they've casted their their leading role, uh, Jaime Reyes, and uh, that's that's the character's name. And they casted the Cobra Kai series star. He's got an interesting last name, um, or interesting name period, but it's a uh, Sh- Jolo, I believe, is what how you pronounce that's it. Cool. His, fir- his first name and last name is uh, Maraduena. Um, so anyway, uh, he re- representation. We're getting that here. We're yeah. getting Hispanic hero and actually Hispanic being uh, playing them. Okay, so that's that's great, man. Um, yeah. he was he's phenomenal. How does that make you Cobra feel, Kai. Justin? I'm proud. Yeah, proud. Good. Yeah, good. Uh, why not me? No, anyway, moving on. I can um, give you a few reasons. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Blue Beetle. He's he's one of my my favorite heroes. Uh, one of those like side heroes, like not quite Batman, yeah. not quite Flash, right? But like. Close, <laughs> but uh, he deserves more of the limelight. He really yeah. does. Blue Beetle is, is phenomenal. Yeah, um, Blue, Blue Beetle is a very cool character. He is kind of in that like second tier. Um, yeah, he is. He is. Like I, I would, I wouldn't say he's like a. I mean, he he has some really cool powers too. So that's not like sometimes you see these second tier people and they have like kind of crummy powers and just like they can't really grow out of that. Blue Beetle is definitely one of those. Um, second tier characters that has a really cool backstory and he has a really cool character set that he, you know, that could develop. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to this. I'm excited, um, especially, I mean, potentially what the Suicide Suicide Squad brings us, like with, with DC content. Yeah. Uh, there's there's potential here. Yeah. Maybe a Young Justice movie at some point. Maybe, yeah. why not, right? Let's go. Potential, potential, potential. 
the story of DC's life, I right? I think yeah. so. That's a fitting segue, right? <laughs> it is. Um, man. All right. Yeah, because I was one of my questions was I, I know nothing about Blue Beetle and what's to come, but you know, I always wonder every time I see a new quote unquote new DC movie being announced, I always wonder like, okay, is this actually going to get made? Well, <laughs> <laughs> is that the question? No, the question is so what? Is the question yeah. like what? What does it mean? Is it going to connect to anything? Is it? I mean, yeah. And I'm, su- I'm surprised more of these DC properties like aren't called what if? Like what yeah. if these were good? Like, <laughs> that's it. But I don't know, man. Seriously, man. So yeah. I think you know, I don't. I certainly don't want that to dominate the discussion on the Suicide Squad because as a movie, it was phenomenal. Yes. Right? And we'll yeah. talk about it in a minute. But yeah, man. It's just. I mean, especially for you guys being DC. I mean, DC guys, like, we just want cohesion. Yeah. We just want... Yeah. yeah. Uh, give us something to actually, like, enjoy. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. That's all I'm asking for is to enjoy yes. something. I'm not asking for it to be, like, Oscar-worthy uh, nominated movie. So DC no. created COVID-19 so that, <laughs> that they knew that Marvel would be forced to make a hard choice, and then they counted on Scarlett Johansson suing Marvel... And then that Marvel would fire Kevin Feige so that Kevin Feige would go to DC. Boom. There's your conspiracy theory. I mean, it didn't work when they stole Joss Whedon. (laughs) So true. No, no, it didn't. Oh, that's true. All right. Let's move on to our main spotlight. Whoop. Dropping bottles over here. Our main spotlight for the night. Not popping, dropping. Not popping, dropping. Um, The main spotlight for tonight, boys, we're talking about the Suicide Squad. Yeah. The newest and hottest. DC movie, definitely the best DC movie since what? Dark Knight Rises. Um, like in all honesty, I mean, other than maybe Joker. Okay, fair. Yeah, fair. Um, um I would probably stick with Dark Knight Rises for me personally. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Point is, it's, it's the bar's a, not, that bar's not high. So yeah, the, the bar is yeah. not high. I mean, I think really the Joker is really the only other movie that you could. That has a chance in that time span. Well, see, from the overall movie of the Joker, for me, was meh. Like, Joaquin Phoenix, yes, yeah. but movie, meh. So, uh, anyway, if we're talking about movie, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, with, I'd rather take the the, bar, the average bar of The Dark Knight Rises over yeah. everything else that came after. For sure. Yeah. Huh. So, well, would you say Suicide Squad was better than The Joker? As a movie overall? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I would okay. say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, put a wedge between them. Put a wedge between yes. them. Yes, yeah, the D- only two yeah, DC Division. lovers. Yeah, yeah. So the the Suicide Squad, directed by the great James Gunn, yes. it has been advertised like freaking crazy. They you really cannot, are. You yeah. cannot turn on your TV or play a game. I feel like I'm in election season right now. You <laughs> know when, like, no like, matter what you do, yeah. there's an ad? Yeah. Outside of, like, an advertisement on listening to sports radio, like, driving around in my car, I feel like I've seen ads for the Suicide Squad literally everywhere. It's true, and it's yeah. because DC knows they actually have yeah, something, something good, good. and yeah. why not get that out there and, and, and yeah. like, promote it. Yeah, we, yeah, we mentioned how the Joss Whedon crossover didn't work for DC. Well, the James Gunn one did. It yes. did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> so we are clearly, uh, we love this movie. It was a lot of fun. Um, fun is, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. That, that's a huge, huge wild. selling point there. Mm-hmm. Fun, wild, yeah, enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Shimano, overall thoughts before we get into our spoilers? I mean, I, I, I liked it a lot. It was, it was really cool. Um, Cool is also a good good description. The biggest, <laughs> yeah. uh, like the biggest negative, I would say, 
about the entire process was I felt like we saw the Snyder Cut again in the sense that we saw a very good movie that may not really go anywhere. And oh, in that's like, right. Yeah. Uh, a, like, a universe? Or, yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it's this one-off. And I know, right I know wow. we've been trained so well to create... It, the universe building. Why did you say that, man? I kind of feel like down because it's the, it's because, because it's the truth. The truth. Uh, yeah, but wow. yeah, uh, that would it's be the, the biggest negative that I would say. But I mean, as a singular movie, and we, I mean, sometimes we do have to pull our mind and to just be like, okay, this was a this was a very very good movie on its own, and it does not need to lead to anything else. For anything like that. And I know we have been trained for, because of Marvel, to like everything fits together. Right. And then everyone copied them. But um, yeah, so th- that it would is be okay my biggest to thing. Enjoy them yes, like singularly. singularly. Yes. yes. Okay. But to stay there for just a moment, because I do want to talk about the, the glory of this film, it gets back to my question. Yeah. So what? It's like, what does <laughs> yes. it mean? What yeah. does it mean? Yeah. I don't know. Like, yes. I'm, I'm hopeful that maybe they. They bring back James. What if James Gunn becomes Kevin Feige? I don't know. For DC. <laughs> yeah. That'd be yeah. cool. See, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a good idea because you're thinking, okay, so just because you're a great director does not mean you're a great, like, it, it's like saying, Architect, okay, yeah, like you, saying. you might be like one of the greatest baseball players or football players of all time, but that doesn't mean you're going to be a good coach. Uh-huh. Just because you're a good co- coach doesn't mean you're going to be a good general manager. So you just have to find the right person to over. To, to Look, be I'm that overarching power, I, you don't got to tell me this, Shimano. I don't ultimately care if things go well for DC because I can barely handle all the Marvel stuff as it is. Yeah. But again, I just want to see it. I want to see more. You know, see, the when sap- you see a good movie like this, right. you want more. I, I agree with that, and we are getting a lot more with yeah. H- with HBO Max. They've yeah. gre- they've greenlit a ton of DC projects Which and there properties. Is a spoiler in the post credit yeah, scene. scene. Yep. Yeah, so exactly. Say your thought, and then we'll get into our spoilers. Uh, my my thought about just overall everything. Sure, I th- yeah. I, well, I mean, HBO Max is investing in these series, uh, yeah. and at some point. They're going to have to, I mean, I'm sure they've made the decision already, but they're going to have to re- reveal to us, the audience, that it's either an all-connected universe or they're all separate entities for you to yeah. enjoy as, at home, at, in front of your TV, with a paid subscription. Yeah, so, yeah. Maybe they're like, just don't think about it. Just yeah, enjoy. Just, just enjoy. And I, I'm okay with that decision if you make yes. it now. but like, Or if dro- you make them good. Yeah, or yes, absolutely. But like, but dropping these, oh, it might be connected to this. Oh, is this Batman over here? Yeah. And, but no. Like, make a decision and yeah. and uh, and reveal it to us, please. Yeah, like, yeah. I I don't feel like you can have a you know a universe that is all connected and then also have things that are kind of all separate. Yeah, yeah. Like you like, gotta like Joker. You gotta like, make your choice, yeah. especially if they're connected. In like, the Joker is so synonymous with Batman that you can't have a Batman that is in continuity and then a separate that. You know that is something off to the side. That is also Batman. You know you gotta like you can have your separate entities, but you know if you want to make your Flash a one-off, then that's fine. But then if you want to make your Batman have continuity, then keep that continuity and don't introduce the Flash. You know that type of thing. It's good. It's well said, boys. With that in mind, why don't we say this to our listeners? Spoiler warning: We are now going to talk about um, intricate details of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> I love saying the Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's no, yes. great. Um, so you've been warned. With that in mind, holy crap, this movie was wild. <laughs> it, wild, yeah. and like just from the opening opening scene 
yeah. <laughs> like the opening scene is uh, Michael Rooker's character Savant just sitting there yeah. uh, in in prison, staring at bouncing a ball and staring at the wall. Yeah, and like just the the sheer fact that the bird lands and he throws the ball all over yeah. the place and it just kills the bird. Like I'm like. Okay, this is pretty wild already, yeah. based on that just a little bit alone. But then, like, you could tell he's a good pool yeah, player. Yeah, but then, like, the welcome to the team, yeah. here's your team, go to the beach, and then boom, like, yeah. everybody dies. Like, yeah. just like that. Which one thing I did love about that is because I, I felt like he set it up to be one of those scenes that is like a pulling the rug out from underneath you scenes where it's like, oh, this is actually a simulation. Like, that type of moment. Uh, I felt yeah. like that was, there was, it was, he was trying to make it. Feel like that's what it was going to be, and then it ended up not being that at all. Which I felt I, I love that idea of it. Yeah. Um, like, and then I, yeah, a little side note: what was up with all the birds? Like there were bird references all the entire through, movie. yeah, all through the entire movie. And all I can think of is connected with Harley Quinn and the whole idea birds of, of it, prey, yeah. you know. And I did like the fact the the little bird that lands on Savant after he gets his head, same exact oh, bird that he gosh. killed. But yeah, I love it. Um. Yeah, but the, it took me by surprise. It was like one of those like yeah. reveal the simulations, like kind of like Ender's Game, like yeah. that whole thing, right? Um. But it, the fact is, uh, they killed a lot of people that they just introduced for a minute, and including like Captain Boomerang. I like I even like I leaned over and I was like, Captain Boomerang just died. Like yeah. what? Like, hold on a second. Like his name is like the fourth <laughs> name in the credits. Like it literally names like Joel Kinnaman, like yeah, J- Jai Courtney. I'm like, what? What's going on here? Dude, they he, just destroyed. They just that, killed him. They just pretty much that whole yeah, team. That was yeah. nuts. Like the whole like yeah. they really played it up to mm-hmm. where you know you you felt like the, the mm-hmm. and that's the way to do it. Like you get these big name people or may not like big big name people, right? Like, but but you know people like, you're people familiar you with. Know. Yeah, like people know who Pete Davidson is. People know who Michael Rooker is. People know who Flula Borg is. Though he's a little bit less. Um, like known, but I mean, he's a really funny guy. Um, you know, people know who Jai Courtney is, but um, you know, all these people show up and then bam, you just you shock the audience with what is you happening. You get their attention, and yes. now they're now they're in for the long run, and especially I, with this being a streaming exclusive, like yeah. they're gonna they're not gonna pause it and, or turn it off or go on to something else. They're gonna now you got them. Now you got him hooked. Yeah. And now you could take this and run with You're it. You're like, oh, what is happening? Is this a simulation? Is this going to come back? You want to know. It pulls you in. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it is also just, I mean, it, it was a great way to really show, like, it, when it wasn't a simulation, it really showing that you're not going to toy with yeah. the people that are watching it, that you're really going to, you know, create moments here. Yeah, and the opening scene not only just did it get, set the tone for the action and violence and gore, yeah. but it also set the tone for the comedy yes. that was very heavy in this thing. And I mean, I I was talking to somebody. I mean, I actually, might have probably been you two year old, but like, I feel like the Suicide Squad did something like it. T- it didn't take itself seriously, and it worked. Like they were able to in- yeah. enjoy themselves, make jokes, laugh at themselves, kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy did yeah. when James Gunn did that. Um, they unlike other DC properties where they take themselves too seriously. Yeah, like they knew what they had with the Suicide Squad, and they went ahead and executed it, and played up the laughs, played up the, and had a good time. Yeah. And it was a very enjoyable feel to the movie. Yeah, I, I always feel like there's an interesting idea when you try to create a. I feel like the DC universe was is always trying to create a drama movie and then jam jokes in. 
Whereas right, this yeah. is more... It's not organic, right? Yeah. Yes, it's not organic. It's, it's literally being placed in there. You know, it, it, it doesn't fit as well. It's, you know, it's kind of like if you were to, like, iron on something onto your shirt yourself in comparison to just having something <laughs> printed onto your shirt. Oh, it, instead of it being, like, a part of what it is, it is just kind of on top of it. Yeah. You know? Um, so I felt like this was more like... It, the thread of the movie was more based on them not taking themselves seriously, like you were saying. Yeah. It was more comedy-esque. Exactly. So uh, what we're saying is come get your Royal Geek Podcast iron-on t-shirt is what we're, we're, we're telling you. <laughs> That's right. Come get the merch. Yeah. Yeah, I think what, what's re- really good um, for me is I did not watch the first Suicide Squad. Yeah. So well, Congratulations on having two hours of your life uh, not it, wasted. It's just yeah. Suicide Squad, by the way. The first one is just Suicide Squad. Yeah. Suicide Squad, yes. Great. Well, yeah. I love the distinction. Even that, yeah. the Suicide Squad. Yeah, they're letting you know it's yeah. like the definitive one. Yes. It's a reboot slash kind of, you kind of know these guys? Like, yeah, some yeah. of them, right? Yeah, right, I, exactly. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed that, and um, I'll probably never watch the original. Uh, yeah. I've made it this far. You might need to watch it as like a jest or something. Like Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. what was, we've talked about something else in D.C. that I, I haven't watched um, a, a lot, probably. No, I can't. Was it remember. Aquaman? Have you watched no, Aquaman? I watched Aquaman. Yep. It wasn't the the Snyder cut. It wasn't the original. I watched the original uh, Justice League. The original. I watched the original okay. Justice League. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Point is, um, it's the James Gunn effect, man. I mean, yeah. there were so many, dude. There were so many scenes. There were so many times where I was like, "What? This is so random." Yeah. <laughs> and then it just felt like I was watching like a Guardian scene. Like yeah. Yeah. the whole scene where Harley Quinn is going off with the javelin and the flowers are going off all around her and she's yeah. s- just mowing people down. Yeah. It's just like Yondu with his arrow in Guardians 2. It's yeah. it's the it's that exact scene. Yeah. You know, things are going in slow motion, people are dying everywhere, yeah. there's good music. James Gunn is a master at picking perfect yeah. music. They all worked. That, Everything. That that coordinate with what you see on the screen. Perfectly. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, you know, I felt like Peacemaker was very similar to Drax in a lot of ways, yes. in my in my opinion. I felt yes. like he is a yeah. very, like... Former professional wrestler slash current professional wrestler. Yes. <laughs> like, like someone who, like, they, they're comical, but they're not meaning to be comical. Right. They're just, like, in their own craziness. I, like, one of my favorite lines through the entire movie was when Peacemaker was like, Oh, I, I'm I, I'm go. I seek peace, no matter how many men, women, and children I have to kill. Cool to get it, like yeah. get it. It, it, it's yeah, just the it ridiculousness was, of that saving. That was very. Yeah. That was a very like kind of Drax line. It, the delivery too on he it says it, it, starfish could also be a slang word for buttholes. butthole. Yes, <laughs> think there's a connection? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, like blood sports. Yeah. Just him turning around in his yeah. seat and looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I, I felt like that. I felt like that line was very similar to the line where when Drax is like uh, talking about things going over his head. Yeah, like oh, like for that. Sure. Like, it, it's funny, but it's not. It's fun. He doesn't know that it's funny, right? You know, dude. The funniest. I for whatever reason, I feel like this was the the best part of the whole movie. The funniest part was um, in the middle of the night where uh, you know Polka Dot Man is like he like wakes up when they're camping. Yeah. And he goes and like sheds the polka dot rash off of him. And where King Shark is about to eat Rat Catcher number two. Yes. Rat Catcher, right? Rat Catcher two. Rat yeah. Catcher two. And everyone wakes up. And then they're all like walking. They're all kind of coming together. 
And freaking Peacemaker walks up, and it's just John Cena with just tidy whiteys on. Yeah, yeah. and he's just racist, looks, bro. Yeah, that's racist. Like, that's a bit racist. Yeah, and he just walks up, and he looks just so like, what's going on here? You know? Yeah, <laughs> like he just woke up, and he's shredded from head to toe. Yeah, and it was just so over the top. I mean, it was it was it was, it was. so over the top, but it yeah, the beats were perfect. It was, and yeah. okay, so since we're on the subject of, of Peacemaker, so like for me, the the two best things about this movie. Number one, Peacemaker. Yep. Easily one of the best characters that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And number two for me was King Shark. Like, I oh. really enjoyed the Groot vibes. Yes. I really enjoyed uh, yeah, once again. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone um, yeah. voicing him. And uh, the fact that he faced death almost like a thousand times and oh came out gosh. unscathed yeah. was amazing. I just yeah. love that. But Peacemaker, King Shark for me, stole the show. Yes. I absolutely. And Sebastian. Ah, yeah, that's true, Sebastian. Dude, uh, he'll be James. To be, to be yeah. James Gunn's ability to make you—I really cared. How many times was I like, oh, like yeah. I was hurt? Yeah, I was wondering, like, is the Sebastian thought, yeah. about to die, or even King <laughs> Shark? Is but like I was so like, like the the way he can make you care about an animal like that. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Remarkable. He he brought over some of that Disney magic magic because that's usually what Disney does. Disney is very good at that whole idea of. You know, making you feel about either characters that don't talk, especially, or like these animals that are, you know, these like kind of goofy animals. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And of course, he had his brother play Weasel. Of you know, yeah, he, of course. Sean Gunn a, played Weasel and Calendar Man, yeah. who was uh, another uh, convict yes. in there. Yeah. That yeah, was great. He, he just happened to survive. Of course, he kept his brother alive the whole time. Uh, <laughs> Why not, right? Yes. Um, but, I, dude, speaking of being alive the whole time, I feel like. There's no other explanation for Harley Quinn surviving everything, besides, um, <laughs> besides or even blood sport. Well, yeah, but but besides Disney being, or excuse me, Disney. Besides DC being like, no, she's too important to die. Yeah, yeah. M- Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We can't lose her. We can't lose her. We yeah. can't lose her. Getting fans in the seats. That's yes. really, literally what it is. Yeah, she should be dead like four times. Yeah, because I mean, Harley Quinn as a character, yes, she's great, but like Margot Robbie as an actress. She's great. Yeah, she was like, phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> like, and really, a large part of this was a palate cleanse, and that's why they kill. That's why they knocked off Jai. I think that's why they knocked off Jai Courtney so early was because, you know, partially to put a little gravity into the situation, but also to just like, hey, we're you know, mm-hmm. we we really love the Harley Quinn character, but and we love Margot Robbie as her, mm-hmm. but we're this is not the same entity that is. You know that that there's a is, direction shift. Like yeah. there's a, there's clear like we have a plan. Are for you her. referencing the uh, the mass sacrifice at the beginning of the film? Yeah. Once again, once again, <laughs> even to the to before that when they were like, you know, I'm not going to be part of your suicide squad. He's like, we actually consider we actually prefer to be called Task Force X. Like they don't even they even take away them being the suicide the a, a suicide squad mm, right. you know yeah, and in good. a sense like you know and it isn't until it's picked up by almost like the other the secondary group yeah team, so, team two yeah. so they literally not only do they kill them but they strip away mm. the the old name from the old group in yeah. in a lot of ways true yeah that's true that's a good point uh, yep. it kind of washes that away hands yep. clean all, yep. all that stuff yeah, uh, yeah do a bunch of retcon yeah something that they carried over though that i mean i i thought she acted the character to perfection uh, oh always. yes uh, amanda waller oh yes 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 yes, yes. amanda waller she uh, did a great job uh, always and i feel like so intense i feel like she'll play amanda waller for forever because yeah. it's an easy one day shoot on set 
for the movie. You come in, yeah. you sit in the office, you yell and scream at a bunch of people and threaten right. to kill everybody, and boom, yeah. go, home. go home. Why would you not want to play that character when Viola Davis is is known for these dramatic, these roles of like character building, Oscar winning, like these characters, right? You're you're known for that kind of stuff. Why not get an easy paycheck of a day yeah. of a day of shooting? A day of shooting, and then someone gives you a nap. They yeah. literally just <laughs> poke you in the back of the head. Give you a nap and you're done. You're done for the day. Yeah, hit her over the head with a golf club is what I think. Yeah. I believe it was. Was yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Gotta love it, man. But overall, movie, man, it was, it truly was like enjoyable, man. I oh, yeah. I, I loved it, man. Yeah. There's so many scenes I'd, I'd love to talk about with you guys. Go, I mean, for, go ahead. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> the freedom fighter scene. Okay. So oh, so good. <laughs> they make camp. Okay, and then they. Uh, they, we mentioned the John Cena scene where he's in his underwear, but then immediately after that, they go to find out where Joel Kinnaman, Flag, yeah. right, is, yeah. is kept. And like, okay, he's being held here. We got to go ahead and Yeah, infiltrate. Waller says, kill everyone with extreme prejudice. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So they enter this camp, and then it's a big, like, peeing contest between Bloodsport and oh, Peacemaker. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, they are killing everybody in every which way and showing off. And uh, what is the line Peacema- uh, Peacemaker says to him? He's like, it's uh, it's cool, right? Like, no, no, no. He, so Bloodsport says you're just being a sh- like, show, a show off. off. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's, only- it's okay to show things off if, it, if, if it's, it's cool. If it's, yeah. I think he said if it's, it's dope. dope. Oh, if it's dope God. as yeah. – I think he said a cuss word there. Yeah. yeah. I think. And – The best part was when Bloodsport like concedes to it and he's like, He's, he's right. right. Yeah, he's like, right. He like turns like, away. He doesn't want him to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Like, but that's the best part of it. Just like he's like he's like you know what he, he's right. Yeah, they're like both getting ridiculous <laughs> kills. Yeah, like it, it's ridiculous amazing. kills. Yeah. Like staring at each other in the eyes and like pointing their guns backwards. Yeah. and it, yeah, it's crazy. So anyway, they massacre this entire. Oh gosh, there's camp. a lady doing laundry, like whistling, like yeah, humming to herself. Singing a song, like she's literally yeah. singing a song, and it's she terrible. gets a freaking bullet to the neck. Like, yeah. Uh, come on, man. Knocking then, off all these people. Yeah. Which, I mean, once again, I mean, it kind of feeds into the whole Amanda Waller, like, villain role. Yeah, because, she, yeah. what because is she? Yeah. How much does she know? Because I, I, in my mind, I think she knew that that was the Freedom oh, Fighter Oh, for group. sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that, and she she knew that they were just taking helping her she take out care. another force that could have, you know, because I'm sure they would have been very right. pro to the side of, you know, getting this out to the world, showing that this would that this uh, project this project was backed by the United States, right. and they would have been strong on that side of it. Exactly, and they finally reached the end to get to Colonel Flag, and they yeah. open the tent, and he's like, "Yeah, these are my freedom fighter fighter buddies. Like, uh, how's it going? Oh like, my yeah. god! Why hasn't my team notified me that you're here? Yeah, and they're how like, are you here? <laughs> that was like, amazing. Uh, and yeah, like, about that. Like." Uh, <laughs> Just, look at their face is like ooh yeah like, like I uh, shoot man yeah, yeah. It, it was amazing I love the execution uh, Elba is amazing in that role of Bloodsport like mm-hmm. I'll literally watch anything that guy is in man what he yeah. he touches is, is yeah. amazing yeah. absolutely amazing he did great as Bloodsport and again the whole the whole movie the whole time between him and Peacemaker the feud it yeah. was good it was really good yeah like even when they sit down in the bar. And Peacemaker's like, let's get drinks. And Bloodsport's like, no. And he's like, okay, one drink. <laughs> they're just yeah. like having a great yeah, time. Yeah, they're actually like genuine. Like they're, yeah. They're, yeah. they're having a grand old time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Enjoyed it. That, that was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, th- that scene was awesome. And I just, uh, I loved like, it, it never felt like 
anything was either being pulled over your eyes or, you know, it never felt like you, it always felt like it was a, your never felt like your, your teeth were being pulled, which DC has that, 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 uh, you know, that reputation for doing that where, you know, they'll like you do a quick jerk and it's supposed to be something that is supposed to be like, oh, look how cool this is. Like, like for example, in Suicide Squad, when, you know, you find out, oh, they have to go. They're actually saving Amanda Waller, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, at that point. And it just it, it, it was just like a stupid scene that kind of like, oh, it was supposed to be this big, cool scene, but it really wasn't. Um and then, so I, I felt like it never really did that. It was just like, you know, hey, it, it didn't try to do anything like stupid like that. And, you know, it, it sometimes there, there were moments in a lot of the DC movies that just say it kind of like stops. It never really felt like the movie stopped. Yeah. Like there was, they were always moving, they were always moving. And I, I loved the, to tell you the truth, Ratcatcher 2, I loved her character. Like she was, yeah. and the development with her, and like as you learned her story, I, I was not expecting to like her character as much as I did. I can piggyback uh, off that. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, on top of that, with the original Ratcatcher being played by Taika Waititi <laughs> was yeah. awesome. I love that. I love uh, that. I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like her, and then they built um, the relationship with her and Bloodsport, you know, with father having... Daughter, a, yeah. yeah, like, you know, having a loving f- uh, f- uh, father relationship to having a very non-loving father relationship and, like, him seeing his daughter and her and that kind of thing. So I, I, I really... I, I, I From the, the first scene I saw her, I was like, I don't think I'm really going to like her. And then, like, as it went on, I was like, oh, I really do. I like yeah, her a lot. Yeah, she, she had a lot of solid moments. Yeah. And, like... Ratcatcher, like yeah. I, I personally like. I'm a huge DC fan, but I know nothing about. Yeah, Ratcatcher. I, yeah, I don't really know anything. Nothing. I'm not gonna lie. I was legitimately like, I was, and the way they built the movie with the way that they were willing to kill people. Yeah. Throughout it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that, that that was a huge thing. I love that that they were willing to like e- even after that first scene, you know, with Polka Dot Man getting knocked off at one point, with them having, uh, with them having Flag get killed and you Milton. Know, in Milton. Uh, Milton and Milton, dude, dude. I was like, "Why is why is this van driver yeah. following them yeah. everywhere?" Yeah, you did. Yeah, you pointed that he's out. Like, that was he's like, "He's gonna funny. die. Yeah. He's gonna die." So, like, like speaking of all these kills, right? Like, I feel like, it, like prior to starting this movie, we could have had like a Vegas prop bet, like of which characters were gonna yeah. die. And you mean like they actually had in it? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Like they were literally yes. throwing money down, yep. and I feel like we could have been a part of that as starting the movie, like. Oh, look at the list of all these characters, like the Pete Davidson, like uh, the Nathan Fillion's, the yeah. TDK, right? Yeah. The detachable kid. Um, which characters were going to die? Yeah. And I, honestly, Rick Flagg was not one on my list. Like, I was yeah. like, no, Joel Kinnaman, dude. This dude is like a, a he's amazing. Like, yeah. everything he does. Like, I love Joel Kinnaman. Yeah. I would not have picked him to be somebody who died. But yeah, and then it led into... Oh, um, what, like, when Peacemaker had that gun drawn on Ratcatcher 2, I was... I was legitimately like, I was feeling something. I was like, like especially with the way that she was acting on the ground, and she was so Sebastian's vulnerable. Like begging him, not yeah, to do and it. he was. She was yeah. so oh, she. Wow. She was so vulnerable, and it was just like it was legitimately, like I, I was like I was legitimately like moved. I was like, this is crazy. Dude, like, I thought he was gonna shoot Sebastian, bro. Yeah, could you imagine how awful that would have? That would have been terrible. Oh. Yeah, that would have been terrible. But literally, did we know? Little did we know that Ratcatcher Two was the literal hero. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. With that little lamp thing that controls the rats. Yeah. 
Isn't that great? Like, controls the rats. I mean, literally, it's literally, it's it's Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, she's you know, Ant-Man. she's she's, Ant-Man. she's yeah. the DC Ant Man, wow. but instead of ants, it's rats. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. like when Mega Starfish dudes just walk around destroying the city, I'm just like, I think I pause it. And I'm like, how in the frick are they going to? Yep. Like they're gonna leave. This is someone else's problem now. Like, what are they gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Which they almost did. He, yeah, yeah, they almost left. But Bloodsport. None of these people are gonna hero. be able to do anything. And then, of course, it's the freaking rats. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. That might have been my only downside for me. Like, that would have been an opportunity to kind of show off some firepower that DC could have yep. had up their sleeve. Whether it was. A stronger villain, or a stronger like a stronger suicide member, or um, a, a, hero, a hero, an actual yeah. like Starro's if, main if only hero. There was like op- a co- double opposite is if only Superman. there was a cohesive universe. I know, yeah. I know, where you can pull on some, some yeah. of those. Threads. But instead, they went with rats. Instead, so. they throw like six of the biggest heroes ever in one yeah. movie at a time. Yes, exactly. So that was my one one downside. I yeah. had I actually had another. To be honest with okay. you, okay, um, let's hear it. The whole scene with Harley Quinn being captured and her getting married, getting married with the president, like that whole that whole thing, yeah, it kind of felt out of place. It felt like it was just a moment for Harley Quinn to shine. You said kinda. It was out yeah, of place. It yeah, yeah. Kind of feel it out was of out of place. Yeah, it was. That was the one beat in the whole movie where I'm like, "What are they doing here? What is yeah. happening? Yeah. I feel like I feel like yeah. I left the room mm-hmm. to go to the bathroom and get a snack, and I come back." And somebody and you put on a, com- the wrong theater. a complete yes, yeah, a completely different movie, a yeah. completely yeah. different movie. Yeah, because if you think about it, the the whole like killing the president thing and transitioning the power to the general who yeah. is clearly the more evil, yeah. right? Right. Uh, that whole thing could have been played by the freedom fighters going in there, killing him, and then taking over the power, yeah. and that would have and, and then flowed her, and then the freedom the, pa- the freedom fighter being, you know, not able yeah. to, you know, not able to like you know, stay away from the power. Like they, they were drawn too much to it. They're like, what could we do with all this power? I think it was more about, um, Harley Quinn once again, being a strong woman that that's really what it was about. It was her. No, no, no. The making, studio seeing Harley Quinn as a strong woman representative. Yeah. And her making and that highlighting she, her kind of showing, kind of showing how much she has grown since she has left the Joker is basically what that was. Was it was her making that choice to where, you know, hey, you know, I'm no longer with the Joker. I'm not going to be in these toxic relationships with people. If I, Which we did have a moment where she kind of explained herself, like, yeah. on on what she promised herself that she would do, and yeah. the development, the growth that you're talking about. Yeah, um, I just like of, that scene. Yeah. Harley didn't do bad. In no, fact, she, she did didn't. Really no, well. no, she did phenomenal. Which is yeah. all I'm going to point out. Her acting was amazing. It's in that just scene. that it felt like, yeah. What yeah. it, what am I this, watching? The right scene now? was yeah. a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. And it, it was it, it came shortly after seeing John Cena as Tiny Whitey's. So like I mean like what what tone are we <laughs> setting here? Like are we doing the dramatic effect? Like are we doing are we sticking with the comedy role here? Yeah. Like granted she was saying things that were comedic. Like I I told myself I would kill them if they showed uh, red red flags. flags. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, like killing children. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And then prior to that you had Tidy Whitey's. Like come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have been okay if it was more of a, like, he was trying to get information from her type of situation, and she ain't got the drop on him and shot him, instead of it being like this. Yes, that would like, probably the, settle it Like, the, the very stereotypical, like, the the whirlwind romance is one of my least favorite, like, stereotypes in all of movies, and it was the whirlwindiest of all whirlwind <laughs> relationships, you know? It was a... 
probably three hour thing from the moment he meets her to the moment that she shoots him. You know, that kind of idea. Yeah. Um, with a room full of birds in between. Yeah, yeah with a room full of birds in <laughs> yeah. between. And like, uh, 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 yeah, it's just, uh, it, it was. Which didn't expect the room full of birds to come back as a, a, a plot pusher with a, a new a villain. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That, dude, I, I, I really have no oh. idea what. So I, random. Like, yeah. Like, I, I would have been, a, it would have made a little sense if they were, uh, you know, quote unquote, birds of prey. Right. But none of those were birds of prey. They were just like <laughs> regular birds. So, yeah. To me, if they were like, you know, if they were like hawks or something like that, I could understand like the idea as they're trying to show like, this connection to Harley Quinn and her being parts of a part of the Birds of Prey, um, that would have made some sense to me. But it did, otherwise, I was like, oh, "Why are there so many birds? There are birds literally everywhere. I, I I don't know what's going on." Yeah, you could just like open the door and let them fly away. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. we got yeah. we have to burn them to death. Yeah, yeah. why? All right, develop like, like the, like the only them. way. It was almost like that scene was supposed to be like before, like or it was from a previous um, iteration of the script. Where, you know, as a part of uh, maybe like the more evil, quote unquote, general overthrew him and like burned his birds. Exactly. As a, that would have been. That would have made a lot more sense to me. Yeah, me is too. If it was like a retaliatory action to be like, hey, this is my power now. I'm going to destroy the thing you love. Like that type of idea. I could have understood at least. But he was already dead. And I, I, I just don't understand yeah. why they were doing that. Yeah. Other so, than to show that he's evil, right? Exactly. But you can already, you'd already like kind of establish that, already. that. Yeah. By the by the his, his home facial home. hair. Yeah. That and, and, <laughs> well, and, and well, just in him talking about like when they were talking about how they wanted his, to use his pronounced lower jaw, like <laughs> that's well, evil. Yeah, <laughs> but but just like the fact that you know the president wanted to, he he wanted to use it as a deterrent, whereas the general wanted to use it as a offensive weapon. That's mm-hmm. all you really needed to know exactly. that this dude was evil. Exactly. Right. And but totally with you. But other than that, the the Harley Quinn being out of place, and and for me it was the rats. Um, those are my only two. Yeah. Like knocks on on the movie overall. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I mean, other than the rats, really, the only other person that I could have felt like had any chance was Polka Dot Man. Like he, like he's the only person that I felt like could have like maybe he could have had a real big burst and just like cut the Starro in half or something like that. Well, I mean, I think Starro that was Starro the Conqueror. Yeah, I think yeah. that was uh, intentional though, like when he like shot the leg when yeah. he was uh, visioning his mother. Dude, yes. we didn't and, even talk about yeah, how and, funny that was. Yes. So the like the whole he, movie every time you he saw visions of his mom. Yeah, it was, was something fantastic. which you saw him shoot them at his yeah. mom and her ankle like disintegrates, but then yeah. like he realized I'm the hero and then he gets squished. Like Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's come a long way from like his character. Like yeah. he's he sees himself as like I'm kill me now. Like like I, I don't yeah, deserve well, to live. Well, I, I was just saying from like a power <laughs> standpoint, like yeah. like is Bloodsport does Bloodsport really have the the power to be able to, to kill Starro? That. Yeah, okay. Does good, good point Peacemaker there. have yeah. the ability to, to defeat Starro? Yeah. Starro. Um, no, the Har- only one Harley who Quinn doesn't really even. The only one who does is Superman because that's <laughs> the comic yeah. book that he's supposed to be in anyway. But. uh I digress. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would have been... I mean, they even had a reference earlier in the movie about Superman. Like, they right. could have mm-hmm. done something. Or, like, some something in the super family, yeah. maybe even. You know, like, uh, I don't know, maybe done something. And then, you know, he kind of, you know, been like, oh, you know, something along the lines of, you know, 
him forgiving him or something like that along those lines. Something, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it just, uh, yeah, like they kind of painted themselves into a corner a little bit power-wise. Yeah. You sure. know? See, with the tone of the movie, it would have been perfectly acceptable as if, uh, like, the Suicide Squad, they fought their guts out, the members died, and, like, they just got to a point where they could not defeat Starro. And then Superman shows up where you don't even show his face. You literally just see him flying there, and shoots like, his laser beams, and then just flies away. Done and like, that, and then they're just standing there, like, like breathing, dripping in blood, and like that would have fit the tone of the movie. Yeah, you see, I would have been okay <laughs> with like, true. okay, so like, um, so they come up on them and they're like, they they've done everything they could, and they get to that moment where they're like, we can either walk away right now or we can continue to do fighting. No, we're gonna die. And like they do that last charge, but as they're going through, like Superman just kind of like. The way I saw it was he literally just flies right, right through, through the, him. Yeah, that's another one. Just like one Captain too. Marvel. And just, and yeah, and moves yeah, on. And like he yeah. keeps going. And you're like, mm-hmm. was that just super, what happened? You know what that sounds like? That sounds exactly like the plot of how it should have ended on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what we're going to see. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's going to drop in like what? Four yeah, hours. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hey guys. <laughs> or like, and then they, they like stand like a gape as like he, he goes through, he lands, and he just looks and he just gives him a nod and then flies yeah. off. Like yeah, that would exactly. require Sean and Henry Cavill, but they're not going to do that. Yeah, so. no, because They've, we don't have a single they, cohesive plan and universe. Yeah. All right, um, we're almost at an hour, boys. We should probably wrap things up soon. Any other last thoughts? Anything else you're dying to talk about um, from the the Suicide Squad? More Peacemaker, which oh, that's leads right. us we're to gonna guess. yeah. <laughs> Post credit scene. Post credit scene. Yep. Now so, I will. I, I will say with Flag, like him, I, I do feel like it was important great for fight him scene. to die. Flag versus. It was great, but I felt like it was important for him to die for Peacemaker to go on the journey for him to become a true like hero, hero. slash antihero. Because throughout the movie, although he was you know a part of the team, I never really felt like he was anywhere near the hero role, and I felt like through the fight. He and then he becomes almost legitimately a villain, a like a mi- like a minor villain through the through the fight in the actual in Jotunheim. Yeah, um, with him, you know what he, what he was doing, and then he ends up killing Flag, and then he was he's about to do with Ratchcatcher. And I feel like him the the last words that Flag has for him, and then you know his recovery is going to be a very good like transition. For him to go on that hero's journey. Yeah. And so, like, he dies in the actual film, right? But then, like, post credit scene, he's not actually dead. He's yeah. actually laying in a hospital bed. And but, they're like, well, like, what are we going to do? What are you going to do with him? Uh, he's going to save the, the effing world, right? Yes. And so, there, I mean, that's launching the TV show that John Cena signed yep. up for, The Peacemaker, uh, <laughs> to it's HBO Max. Awesome. HBO Max to get a 10 episode uh, series. Yep. So, how cool is that, man? It's going to be amazing. You know what's crazy? Because as crowded as our schedule is right now moving forward, it's like, how is this all going to work out when you're also having like HBO Max streaming services too? You know? Right. Yeah. Like other, like HBO. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Game of Thrones thing that comes out early yeah, the 2022. Pre- yeah, the prequel series. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like there's so many things that are going to be. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna be nuts because we don't even have the timelines for most of the exactly. like, like the stuff that's gonna be we're, we're already stacked and it's gonna get even more right 
And so, okay, so, like, I'm a huge fan of, like, gratuitous amount of violence and gore. Uh, T-Roll, you're on the opposite end of that, right? Correct. Like you can do without it, right? Yes. Um, so... I like PG-13 movies. <laughs> that's just your preference, right? It yeah, is, like, it is, yeah. Uh, I'm, a fan, I'm a fan of that gore and the violence, right? And so, like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, right? Like, it was, it was up my alley. All right, but I, I had some people reaching out to me today, like, "Hey, did you watch Suicide Squad yet? Like, are you guys doing a are you doing a pod on it? Like, oh, of course, you're doing a pod on it, right? Right. Um, they're like, "Yeah, I, I really didn't like it because it was like just too violent and too." Which I, I respect that. If that's your if that's your preference, that's fine, right? But overall, like, it was it was an enjoyable movie. It had yeah. laughs. Like, if you take the violence out of it, like, yeah, they could have done it without being so gratuitous, like, like over the top. So, are is DC putting their eggs in this one basket of like? Of being like over the top violent, like yep. uh, is that the way that DC is trying to go? I always view DC as violent and dark. Yes, and so okay, so that's the way you always view it, right? So is DC playing that up? Obviously, they are. Should that be the direction they go moving forward with all of their properties compared mm-hmm. to compared to Disney? Uh, not if they want to compete. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. Uh, go a little further into that. Yeah, I think like it it, it just doesn't sell as well. Yeah. You know? Sim- simply put, rated R movies do not bring in as much money as PG. Yeah, because you can't be just, mommy, mommy, mommy. I want to go see that. Just simply, exactly. just simply put, when it comes down to it, and it really was like you. F- I felt like I was more watching a war movie than a superhero movie. And when when it came to like the amount of gore and that that the the way they showed things, like I felt like it was like a scene from Saving Private Ryan rather yeah. than you know at, than what you would normally see, even from the gruesome, more gruesome ones. Because normally when you see damage in a comic book movie that's rated R, like when we saw Deadpool, when we saw Logan, when we saw those rated R movies, it was all like slashing damage. It was all you know that type of damage. You very rarely saw all saw hard bullet contact, which is a very gory type of um, shot when you when you see it because of the just the contact. Yep, exactly. So I think DC would be smart to reconsider that. But the same, I think you either got to commit. You got to commit one way or the other. You either commit to like trying to compete and making things PG thirteen. Yep. Or you say no, we're gonna go the other way. And we're going to focus on getting the ravenous fans. We're going to focus on getting the fans who love the crazy stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah, but, like, doesn't it really like, just, like, shrink your audience, to be honest with you? Like, it really yeah, does. It does. Like, uh, and so DC needs to really make a decision on, on the route yep. they go. Like, it's cool getting these standalone individuals, like, yep. where they can cater to the audience like that. But it reveal to the audience, like I mentioned earlier, what the plan is. Like, if this yeah. is the plan going forward, that we're going to have this tone, this content moving forward, then let us know that. Like, yeah. I mean, or are we going to get, like, Shazam, which could be technically a PG movie. It could, <laughs> yeah. could be. Right. Um, but they do a little extra uh, to make it that PG-13, yeah. right? Uh, or are we going to get something like the Suicide Squad, a hard R, gore, yeah. violence, splitting people in half, lighting in the background, shark biting them, like that whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. Which, and that's one thing uh, you really do have to make the decision because I, they don't necessarily mesh well. Like no, you can't, you, they you don't. You can't really have a like these rated R characters interacting with you know, low PG thirteen characters. You know, it's yep. it, it's it just doesn't work. Yeah, which is the 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 concern that we have as fans with Deadpool being introduced into the yeah. MCU. If, but it's different. I feel like that's totally different 
about to, I'm gonna is show it? My, about, is it about, though? Listen, I'm about to show my Marvel bias. <laughs> I do think it is because I don't think that Marvel is struggling with the identity question of which way we're going to go long term. I don't think Marvel's struggling with the identity question of what's our main plan. That's a one-off that's going to serve, like, it's going to be fan service to many people. Yeah. And it's going to be great. But DC, on the other hand, is like, you don't know what their common thread is going to be. PG-13 or rated R, right? Yeah, that's true. So with Marvel, it's just like, it's a totally different, the context is totally different, you know? I can understand that, and I feel like uh, I feel like they could have some really, especially like a character like Deadpool. They could have some really fun stuff that they do, where they make it to where <laughs> because they've already broken the fourth wall, and they could just pull it down. I got it perfectly. Deadpool comes in and he's like cussing a storm, but it's getting bleeped out, and he's like, "Why are you bleeping me?" Like he like references <laughs> that he's getting yeah. bleeped, like yeah. he can hear it. Yeah, you know, like that's a perfect way. To like yeah, integrate I guess, him. Guess I'm gonna have yep. to tone it down for exactly. you for you guys. Right. Or, or, with, or the, with the ears. When he when he's in other movies, when he's in his product, yeah. I think they might make yeah. an a rated R and just yeah. not have it on Disney Plus. Or, or something like crazy, like, like you like know, it. like he makes a he, he like cuts somebody and then like their blood is blue or something. He's like and he just looks at the screen, he's like, We had to color it blue so that we get a PG thirteen rating. Exactly. Or so, like something like that. Like oh, wow. <laughs> I yeah, I think there's a lot of creativity, but like that's different than that's you know that is uh, over a decade into a universe where they have a there's never Cohesive, been a rated R yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. versus with DC you have no idea what you're gonna get you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah right so all right man <sighs> all right boys we're over an hour we gotta cut it off we gotta cut it off um, last words last thoughts uh, watch this movie it's fun yeah Su- super fun um, you don't have to watch anything else to understand it and it just it That's makes right. sense. Yep. Yep. And if you've watched enough of the trailers, you'll even from the trailers, you'll kind of have an idea of like the premise. Yeah. Right. Which they really they really expect you to know that when it starts cuz you're I was even like, <laughs> where's the whole recruitment scene? Yeah, no, <laughs> like exactly. All this yeah. Stuff, yeah. Which they come to it they come back around to it later. They're like 8 days earlier or whatever. Yeah. Right. Well, I think even part of that is like they're they he, he's playing with the way that the original Suicide Squad did it with these the, because if you remember the original Suicide Squad, it was like a thirty minutes montage of yeah. of them collecting <laughs> all these people, team. you right. know. Whereas here it was like, bam, this is them, this is them, this yeah. is them. It was like, this is what they go. do. Let's go. Oh, and Let's by the go. way, we got two teams because we're sacrificing one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I felt like even that was like. James Gunn playing with what they had already done. (laughs) So good. Fantastic, man. All right. Uh, To all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world to us. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter, at Royal Geek Pod. Justin, you got something? Yeah, real quick, all right. Uh, I know we usually do some sort of recommendation, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. no, 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 you're you're good, man. Uh, So, movie that came out this past week, okay, The, The Green Knight. It's either okay, so I watched it, okay, and so it's either the most boring movie I've ever seen, or it's actually one of the best movies I've ever seen. Like it's, it treads that line so so hardcore. Like there's moments where I'm like, what the heck is going on? This just doesn't make any sense. But then there's moments where I'm like, this is actually really good. Yeah, like this is amazing. (laughs) Like that shot they just did was beautiful. So watch it for yourself. Make your own decision. Uh, I'm treading towards, 
in the middle. I mean, I don't know. It's it's good, but it's kind of bad. And also, a second on that, uh, Jungle Cruise, another movie that oh, just you came watched out. It? I watched it. I actually liked it a lot. Really? Emily Blunt that? is charming, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson is... Dwayne. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So I mean, anything The Rock touches is like... Yeah. He... he he brings his own charisma to it to where it's like it's hard to not it is like it him. really is man but I, before we got out of here I just had to mention those two movies check them out make your own decision on the green night don't listen to any reviews that you do like just check it out for yourself yeah. and Jungle Cruise is a fun ride and literally and yeah so get on board that's yeah. great yeah um I'm gonna bring a movie it came out actually during the middle of the pandemic and I've been meaning to watch it and it's in a area that I've been wanting to watch it nobody like okay, that, I've heard it's it's good, huh? I've it heard is, it's really good. It's it, it's 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 pretty good, and it's definitely worth a watch. Um, you know, it's a fun Bob Odenkirk movie. It's about this, you know, basically about a guy who, you know, it's very John Wick esque in the in the sense of it's about somebody who's retired from from the life, you know, and <laughs> then gets kind of put back into it. But it's a little, it's different enough from John Wick that it's you know its own fun ride. That's good. That's good. Good, man. Love it. Well, boys, we got to wrap it up. Again, thanks to our listeners. Um, be on the lookout. We got a lot of content to cover in the next several months. Again, What If starts uh, next week, so we'll be reviewing that. We also will be doing a finale of The Bad Batch very soon. I think it's next week, right? I believe it is, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, if that's the case, be on the lookout for that. So, so much to listen to. Again, if you're still here after an hour, we know that you love us, and we are so grateful to you. Thank you so much, and we really, really do appreciate you tuning in uh, to listen to these reviews. So with all that in mind, for my good friends Justin and Anthony, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. (laughs) 